Hey everybody, did you know that we're on Instagram? Follow us at The Refill Podcast. Also, please like, follow, subscribe, and leave a comment so that this ministry can grow and impact more people for the kingdom. All right, cue the music. Thanks for coming back to Get Your Refill. We as a team have been on the road to hopefully becoming better evangelists, introducing people to the wonderful truth that is the gospel, where we share the truth about sin, the reality of Jesus' death and resurrection, and then show them the beauty that is grace and invite them into a personal relationship with Jesus. Now, there are only two answers to this question. Either that person sees their need for Jesus and gives their life to Christ, or they don't. So today I want to explore what a loving Christ follower should do when someone rejects that invitation. And the reason this is its own episode is because there's just a huge potential here to respond in a way that negates the gospel message that you just shared. And I don't want that to happen to you. I don't want you to react and respond in such a way that the door is closed on any future opportunity or conversation that you might have. I want you to respond as a proper representative of Christ. And how I'd like to do that is I'm going to be a little vulnerable with you right now, and I'm going to share with you a story where I responded in the wrong way in in a lot of different aspects. And my hope is that you can learn from my mistakes, and then hopefully you'll avoid them yourself. And I'm going to talk to you about my friend, Lewis. Lewis and I were, were pretty close friends back in the day. And we had this relationship where we could talk about a lot of things, including faith and God and theology. And sometimes this would often result in like lengthy debates and frequently heated discussions. Now, I'd like to say that we were both passionate rather than angry and easily offended, because that's what I like to tell myself to make myself feel better. But you can draw your own conclusions. Um, Now, I remember this one time where I shared with him the gospel message, you know, that Christ is all you need, faith alone will save you from your sins, and he responded with a yeah, but. Do you you know what a yeah, but is? It's when you say something, and then they respond with, yeah, but that's that's what he did to me. And I was just so infuriated at that moment. And I was like, how could what I just said not make any sense to him? Like, I had Bible verses, I was very thorough and logical, I properly spelled out the gospel for him, my presentation was flawless. I mean, I practically offered him this golden egg on a silver platter because he was just too dense to get it. This, of course, isn't a commentary on Lewis's intellect, but more so of just how blind and arrogant I was in that moment. So, anyways, when he was done speaking, I just decided to pull out every stop I could and I thought to myself, if I can just win this argument, then then he'd be saved. And no surprise here, none of that happened. Instead, we both got pretty mad and we made some pretty unhealthy remarks about each other before we hung up. And then when I cooled off, I realized sadly too late how poorly I just handled everything. And I just texted him to apologize for my actions. But really, because of this exchange and others that were just like it, we're just not that close anymore. And when we do talk on occasion, we've both resorted to not bring up anything spiritual because historically it's just never ended well. So yeah, not my best effort for sure. But luckily for you, post-mortem, we can look at this and we can, we can learn some things from it. All right. So here we go. Lesson number one, don't take it personal. Like I did. 
Matthew 10, 22, you will be hated by everyone because of my name. You see, when people say no, we need to realize they're not rejecting us. They're ultimately rejecting God. And if this exchange gets heated like, like mine did, we need to realize that they're not attacking us. And even if they do lash out at you, re realize they're attacking Jesus. You know, the gospel is an invitation to live contrary to their current way of living. It's a challenge to their core beliefs, to their sense of self, and it's an examination of their right and wrong choices. So in this moment, what do you do? What you need to do is show some grace. Think about this. How do you, even now as a Christ follower, how do you respond when someone shows you your own sin? More often than not, I'm pretty sure your response isn't, oh, thank you so much for loving me and just showing me how sinful I am. Really appreciate that. High five. Let's hug. That, that's not how we respond, okay? So we can show grace as well. Here's the second lesson. You can't argue people into heaven. Proverbs 18.2 says, A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. Now, in this story, Lewis wasn't the fool. It was me. I wasn't interested in hearing his heart or seeing where he was in his walk with God at that moment. I was only concerned with being right. So what do you do in this situation? You listen. After you share the gospel, if they reject it, then listen to them in love and grace, not hostility and arrogance like I did. And if they lash out, ask them how you can pray for them. If they insult you, turn the other cheek. Live in that moment as a citizen of Christ's kingdom and choose to understand that they might have a story that you don't know about. Maybe God's been working on their heart and this is just really hard for them. All right, here's the third lesson. Realize it is not your responsibility to save people. Romans 1.16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of me, of you? No, 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 no. It's the power of God for salvation for all who believe. You and I have no power to grant anyone salvation. That power, that responsibility is God's and God's alone. You and I have no power to convince anyone of anything. If you're a parent, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And so this is why God says in Matthew 10, 20, that he will give you the words to speak because his words are life. Yours aren't. So in this situation, what do you do? You rest. You rest in the fact that the Holy Spirit is going to do its job. And whatever he does, whatever the response is from that person, that's completely out of your control. Your job is to share the gospel. It's not to save. And if someone rejects the gospel, please don't burden yourself with a task that you can never hope to accomplish. Here's the fourth lesson. Evangelism is a success when you share the gospel. It's not when people get saved. Look at Mark 16 verse 15. And he said to them, go, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. That's it. You know, obeying Christ's command to evangelize is about, yeah, it's about sharing the light of God, but it's also this call for you to step out in faith and follow him. That's why Jesus says, go into all the world. Just go. He wants his people to trust him and step out in obedience. So what do you do? You just simply realize that you haven't failed if that person says no. You only fail when you don't share the gospel. That's it. 
It's not about results. It's about obedience. And here's the fifth lesson. All of this, this is in God's timing. It's not your timing. Psalm 139, 23 to 24. It says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. You see, we, all of us, as in all of humanity, we're all stubborn and hard-hearted. And that's why this, the psalmist is saying, search me and then lead me in the way. It's not just an instantaneous thing. And I, I know I heard the gospel several times before I gave my life to Jesus. I think it took me like nearly two years of continually hearing about God's grace before my eyes were opened and I could see my need for Jesus. Sometimes it just takes a few tries for God to penetrate our dead hearts. Like, look at Pharaoh. It took 10 plagues for him to concede. And he only kind of did that. Look at the Pharisees. They were around Jesus for three years and they saw his power firsthand. And they didn't believe. Look at Judas. He, he was in ministry with Jesus. And he wasn't convinced of the truth. I mean, you can even look at your own story. I'm pretty sure that God had to work on your heart as well before that light bulb clicked on. There's a statistic that says it takes an average of 7.6 times for a person to hear the gospel before it changes their life. You know, sometimes it just takes a while for our stubborn brains to get it. And when you share the gospel, that person might have only heard the gospel one or two times. They, they may not be ready to respond yet. It, it might take some more time and that's okay. It, you know, it's, it's like, it's like watching the sixth sense. If you guys have seen that movie, you know, the first time you watch it, you don't see all the little subtle hints that are there until the end of the movie. And then you're like, Oh man, I need to watch that again. So then you watch it again. And then you're like, Oh, that opening scene with that weird guy, um, <laughs> that tells you everything you need to know about the story. And then you, you watch it a third time and then you start noticing, oh, there's a red object on the screen every time that this certain thing happens. I, I don't want to spoil the movie, even though it's been out for forever. So then by the fourth or fifth time you watch the movie, you're like, this is the greatest movie ever. And now we're all going to go watch The Sixth Sense. It's okay. <laughs> I want to leave you with a challenge. By now, if you've been keeping pace with us so far, you've put the gospel message in your own words. You've written it down on a piece of paper and you've, you've written your friend's name or your loved one's name down on that same sheet of paper, and you've been praying over them. Now what I want you to do is I want you to flip that over, and on the back of that paper, I want you to write down these lessons to serve as a reminder for yourself when you do share the gospel. That's it. It's, it's pretty easy. You know, it's, you're going to write down something like, and make it personal, personalize it. So you're going to say something like, this is Jesus's gospel, not mine. I can't argue anyone into the kingdom. It's the Holy Spirit who saves, not me. Success is in my obedience, not in my results. And all of this is in God's timing, not my own. All right. Next week is the last episode in this evangelism series. And what we're going to do is we're going to tackle what to do when God allows you to lead someone to his throne and they say yes to the gospel. Next week, we talk about discipleship. All right, have a great, great week, and I'll see you next time.